Taiwan reported more than 50,000 local COVID infections for the first time on Tuesday, an increase of 25 percent from Monday. New Taipei reported the highest number of cases at more than 16,000, followed by Taipei with about 10,000 cases. Taoyuan, Taichung, Kaohsiung, Tainan, Jilong and Ilan posted more than 1,000 cases each. The CECC also reported 48 new cases of moderate to severe infections, along with 12 COVID-related deaths. This is now the fifth day in a row that deaths have stood in the double digits. In related news, health officials plan to simplify the process for prescribing oral COVID drugs to save doctors' time spent on paperwork. The Tainan city government has launched a new incentive to encourage COVID vaccination among older adults. People aged 65 and up will now receive two free rapid tests for getting vaccinated. The free tests come on top of 500 NT, a voucher offered by the central government. Today, the incentives attracted a fresh wave of people to the city's vaccine clinics. People report to the vaccination clinic one by one. Today, many older adults came by themselves or in the company of their children. Turnout shot up at this vaccine clinic on Tuesday after the local government announced a new incentive. Any recipient 65 and older will not only get a 500 NT voucher, but also two free rapid tests. Of course it's good that they're giving this away. This eliminates the need to line up. I'm happy. This saves me time waiting in line, so of course I'm happy. They say they're delighted with the city's new incentive. With COVID case numbers on the rise, rapid tests are in short supply. Even waiting in line at the pharmacy is no guarantee of obtaining a set. By giving away free rapid tests, Tainan hopes to encourage vaccination among adults aged 65 and up so that they're protected against severe COVID symptoms. Internet users say rapid tests have become a gift even more popular than vouchers or bags of rice. A lot of people have been queuing up for rapid tests, so one of the people on our team said, we can use rapid tests to encourage people aged 65 and up to get vaccinated. So that's how we came up with it. We weren't expecting the response on the internet and on the street to be so good. Currently, the central government offers a 500 NT voucher to each older adult who gets vaccinated. Kaohsiung City offers an additional 200 NT on top of that. Now, Tainan has become the first in the country to offer free rapid test kits. Its new incentive kills two birds with one stone, reducing crowding at pharmacies while giving a boost to vaccine uptake. Taiwan stocks finished slightly higher after chopping trading on Tuesday. The TIEX fell by more than 300 points at its intraday low before dip buyers staged a sharp rebound. The index closed up to 12 points on turnover of 256.5 billion NT. Market heavyweight TSMC closed at 518 NT after hitting a low of 505 NT. Analysts say to watch the new Taiwan dollar for clues on the stock market's direction. Keep a close eye on the exchange rates of the Japanese yen and the new Taiwan dollar. If the Taiwan unit stops depreciating and rises, the yen also stops depreciating and rises, and TSMC stabilizes. When these indicators stop drifting lower, that's when you know that foreign capital is starting to return. 
So the barometer to use is the new Taiwan dollar and the Japanese yen, which you can observe to track the flows of capital. Over on the forex, the Taiwan dollar also had a volatile day of trade. The U.S. dollar rose to approach the 30 NT mark before weakening to close at 29.712 NT. A grand piano made by renowned piano maker Petrov has become an unexpected symbol of friendship between Taiwan and the Czech Republic. The instrument was donated to a concert hall in Prague by former ambassador at large Mei Sing Yang. Back in 2020, comments made in support for Taiwan by Senate by Czech Senate President Miloš Vystrčil had prompted a Chinese piano importer to cancel an order worth seven million NT dollars. Yang stepped in to purchase one of the pianos involved to thank the Czech Republic for its support of Taiwan. Czech pianist Ivo Kahanek takes the stage. His hands fly gracefully on the piano keys. The Rudolfinum concert hall resounds with beautiful melodies. The piano played by Ivo Kahanek is not a regular piano, but a grand piano commemorating the 150th anniversary of Petrov, a leading piano manufacturer in Europe. The instrument in question was purchased by former Taiwanese ambassador at large Mei Xin Yang as a show of support for the Czech Republic. During a visit to Taiwan in 2020, Czech Senate President Miloš Vystrčil said, "I am Taiwanese." In a speech, the statement angered China, promoting a Chinese importer to cancel an order for 11 Petrov pianos worth 7 million NT. Yang purchased one of them and donated it to the Rudolfin Concert Hall in Prague. I came to Czech Republic in 1994, and this is my first love to the Czech, because when I meet the people, I find they understand our my country. In order to thank Taiwan, the Czech Philharmonic specially held a concert at the Rudolfinum, inviting Czech musicians. Petrov and the Czech Philharmonic say the piano donation was of great significance to the friendship between Taiwan and the Czech Republic. During future tours of the concert hall, they will introduce the piano and how it serves as a symbol of the meaningful democratic friendship between the two countries. This.、Uh Best piano. What we have, the concert grand piano,、uh, was uh, given to uh, our Czech Philharmonic Orchestra by uh, uh, Mrs. Uh, May Sing Yang,、uh, which I appreciate very much because、uh, it was like a, a symbol of democracy.、Uh, thank you very much.、Uh, and has been made. It has been gifted. In memory of our late president Václav Havel,、um, philosopher and defender of human rights, just like、uh, Miss、uh, Yang, and it is a testament、uh, to the friendship of、uh, our two nations. To express gratitude for the donation, the concert hall held a concert. It also nailed a special nameplate that says "Donated by Ambassador Mei Xin Yang on behalf of Taiwan." Yang hopes the donation can become a living monument to honor former President Václav Havel and the Czech people who have supported Taiwan over the years. She also hopes that Taiwan and the Czech Republic can further deepen bilateral relations through more exchanges and cooperation in the future. FTV reporter Stephanie Yang and Huang Yuchun in the Czech Republic. The U.S. State Department has made some notable revisions to a fact sheet on Taiwan relations. In the updated version, it deleted a sentence that says the U.S. does not support Taiwan independence. 
It also removed an acknowledgement of the Chinese position that there is but one China and Taiwan is part of China. This updated version was published on the State Department's website on May 5th. It refers to Taiwan as a leading democracy and a technological powerhouse, as well as a key U.S. partner in the Indo-Pacific. The Republic of China is a sovereign state. It was never a part of China. The Taiwan-U.S. relationship, as well as the U.S.-PRC relationship, will only become clearer and more defined. This change from the State Department, this change in its language, it reflects the recent rhetoric of the State Department. It's completely in line with the U.S.'s own national interests, national strategies, its game plan and its national policies. It's simply making its position even clearer. Responding to the updated fact sheet, Taiwan's foreign ministry said that Washington's Taiwan policy remained unchanged. When asked for comment, the American Institute in Taiwan responded only that Washington's One China policy was guided by the Taiwan Relations Act. It said that the U.S. commitment to Taiwan was rock solid and that Washington would continue to support peace and stability across the Taiwan Strait. Taiwanese NGO worker Li Mingzhe has made his first public statement since being released from a Chinese prison. Li was arrested by Chinese authorities in 2017 and convicted of subversion of state power. At a press conference today, he spoke about his conviction and the forced labor he endured in prison. Taiwanese NGO worker Li Mingzhe was detained in China for more than five years. After returning to Taiwan, he completed a mandatory COVID quarantine before facing the cameras alongside his wife on Tuesday. During his press conference, he complained of the inhumane treatment he received in prison. Every day at around 6 o'clock in the morning, we headed out at 6 o'clock and we worked until 6 o'clock at night or even 7 o'clock. It was a sweatshop of slaves. Attendance records were forged. We, the prisoners, were forced to sign our names. Even in temperatures of minus two, three degrees, they forced us to wash ourselves with cold water. The oil that they used for cooking was so bad, whenever a dish got cold, it would have a rancid taste. Lee said he was deeply grateful to his wife. He also expressed thanks to those in Taiwan and elsewhere who put pressure on Beijing, preventing him from suffering an even worse fate and ensuring his eventual release. One man who helped the most was former DPP chairman Shi Mingde, who suffered political persecution himself during the martial law era. Mr. Shi and his wife, they wouldn't allow me to feel alone. There were times when I cried so hard I couldn't speak. They stayed by me. Mr. Shi helped me put together my public statements word by word. I knew that so long as Li Jingyu and Chairman Shi were around, I would not be misunderstood and I would not be abandoned. So I insisted on not confessing to what they wanted me to confess to, the crime of espionage. Instead, I confessed to the ridiculous crime of subverting state power. Because subverting state power is a personal act, whereas the crime of espionage implicates the entire Taiwanese government, I could not betray my country. 
Li said the Chinese government had pushed to uncover the funding source of his NGO work. He emphasized that his work was supporting China's victims of political persecution in the interest of humanitarian relief. I used my own credit card and my wife's savings. I used it all to buy books for friends in China and to make regular donations to China's political prisoners and their families. It was all done purely out of humanitarian concern. I didn't expect China to interpret my humanitarian actions as subversion of the state. This is what happens in a dictatorship. All the grass and all the trees look like enemies. I was made into a criminal. Li was sentenced to five years in prison for subversion of state power. Now that he's home at last, Li and his wife say all they want is to spend time together to make up for the years stolen by the Chinese government. Restaurants in Pingdong are giving up some of their lobster catch to help protect ocean ecosystems. The seafood restaurants of Hopi Hu Fishing Harbor are famous for their fantastic fish and shellfish fare. But many eateries are giving up juvenile lobsters. A charity releases the shellfish back into the ocean. Why would businesses give up their catch like that? Let's find out more. A fish tank in a seafood restaurant in Pingdong's Hobihu Fishing Harbor. It's full of living lobsters, most of them impressively large, weighing a kilogram or more. Oh, but there are no baby lobsters here. Volunteers from the Hunchuan Coast Sustainable Development Society bring lobsters down to the edge of the sea. Divers then free them under the water to give them a chance to grow to maturity. When lobsters mate, they can produce a large number of offspring. When we come across little ones, we let them go free again. What's most touching is that these baby lobsters have been set free by local restaurants. When they buy lobsters from local fishermen, they hand any small ones over to the Sustainable Development Society. We don't buy the small ones because you should let them grow up. The point is, if you catch all the babies, one day you won't have any big ones to catch. We're clear that we don't want to buy the small ones of fishermen. They don't have any meat on them anyway, and it's depleting ocean resources. I think it's right to set the little ones free. You can let the small ones go and eat the big ones. The restaurants participate in the project voluntarily, giving up profits they might gain to help support the long-term health of the harbor. They hope their example will inspire more businesses to think smart about working in harmony with nature. Are you a fan of a cappella? These choirs with no instruments have swept the globe in recent years. In Taiwan too, a cappella choirs are extremely popular. Let's meet Ago Kids A Cappella Choir from Pingdong. The, el the elementary squire, school choir has won many competitions with their upbeat performances. A chorus of bright voices work together to produce a cheerful harmony. This is Ago Kids Acapella Choir from Pingtong Xingyi Elementary School. They won the children's trophy three years in a row at the Taiwan Contemporary Acapella Competition. They've been garlanded with many prizes and toured the country with their songs, but they were not all musical prodigies. 
，你就看到一群真的是五。When I think of that group of kids who absolutely could not hold a tune at all and compare them to the choir today, as a musician, it really is incredible. It can be a bit tough, but we just have to hang in there, do our best, and afterward we can relax. The choir practices hard for all their engagements, whether competitions or performances. The children get lots of support from parents and choir directors to produce such polished stage shows. It's our job to take photos. Others do the makeup or the hairdressing. We do everything we can to support and encourage the children on a psychological level and encourage them to keep challenging themselves. This record of the kids' hard work, produced by their teacher, is really gaining headlines. Even County Commissioner Pamong An is impressed. The power of music speaks to children, young and old.